Welcome to the Loveland Libcast, the official podcast of the Loveland Public Library. Joining me today on this episode of the Loveland Libcast, I have two of our children's librarians joining me to talk about the summer learning program that's going on right now. I have Andrea and I have Kelly. Welcome to the Loveland Libcast. <laughs> As I said, you are both children's librarians here at the Loveland Public Library, and we are talking about summer learning today. We're about at the halfway point, and so we just kind of wanted to talk about how things are going so far, some of the highlights that people have been able to experience, opportunities that have come up, and also things that people can look forward to, especially in July. And this episode is going to come out around the start of July. So when people hear this, they'll have lots of things to look forward to, and they can still sign up and potentially win prizes and join cool events. Before we talk about all that, I would love to get to know both of you first. So Andrea, let's start with you. If you want to tell folks a little bit about how long you've been at the Loveland Public Library and what your role is in the children's department and any kind of background information about your experience in libraries. For sure. So thanks for having me. And my name is Andrea. I have actually only been at the Loveland Public Library for seven months, eight months. But I've been in libraries for about 15 years, and I got my master's in library science in Detroit, Michigan, where I'm from. And so I worked in libraries there. I worked at the Literacy AmeriCorps internship at the King County Library in Seattle and before moving to Colorado. And I've been in early childhood librarianship for most of that. And I'm also currently getting a second master's in early childhood and inclusive education. That's my passion in libraries. So you have mostly working with kids, but you have been able to experience some of the other kind of departments or things that libraries do? All kids stuff. That's oh. where, yeah. <laughs> all early childhood mostly, but I have worked with teens also. Okay. I guess teens are, teens are kids. Yeah. Under some, 18. Some kids the are fun, teens. The fun ones, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> and Kelly, if I remember correctly, you are newer to the world of libraries. Is that right? I am. I'm brand new to the world of libraries. I started as the Children's Outreach Librarian in February, and I get to just bring the library out to the community. I do have about 15 years of experience as an early childhood educator and kindergarten teacher, so I am very familiar also with children and all the fun that they bring. Excellent. We have a lot of experienced librarians at our library working with kids and teaching them, and I think that's pretty special. I know that we all appreciate having such a wonderful children's staff in the Loveland Public Library. Let's get started talking about the summer learning program. It's very fun. It's probably our biggest program set of events throughout the year. Kids are out of school. Kids are having fun. It's warm weather. And to start things, I thought it would be nice to give people a bit of background knowledge on the summer learning program itself. So Andrea, I want to ask you, how would you describe the summer learning program? And what is the mission for the Loveland Public Library? What are we working towards with these summer opportunities? And what does it mean for families? So yeah, libraries all over the country have been doing summer reading programs for years. And they started doing them as a way to kind of uh, counteract what's called the summer slide. So when kids, you know, end 
school in the fall. They have, you know, all of this knowledge in their brains. They take three months off of school. They come back and it's like they've learned nothing. Um, so we want to instead keep that momentum going throughout the summer and the public library is the perfect place for that to happen. It used to be called summer reading program because back in the day, how we learned everything was through reading. But we know, we know now with like all the different modalities that we have, that um, there's many, many ways to learn and you can do it through listening. You can do it through hands-on, which is actually how most people learn best. So now we call it the summer learning program to incorporate all the different modes of learning. So then it's a great opportunity for families to get together, to come to the library, to experience what the library has to offer, to read, obviously. We love that. And then just to get together with other families in their community. Yeah, I think I think that's an excellent point. It is also about community and, and people coming together because that's something kids are experiencing school together and kids are experiencing not being in school together. And the, the word learning, that change from summer reading, people might think, oh, back, well, back in my day, it was a summer reading program. But learning really does help better articulate the experiences that we provide. And we'll touch on some of those in a little bit. Yeah, you aren't learning just by reading books. You're learning learning through experiences or, as you said, doing different things, participating in things, experiencing things. Kelly, I'm going to throw this question your way. How is the summer learning program going so far? Are there any highlights that you'd like to share? And I'm also curious to hear how that kickoff went. Yes. Well, this is my first ever summer learning program. And for me, it's so fun to watch the families and children grow in their passion for reading and just finding that way to find a connection. I love our theme, which is mountains of possibility. Uh, the positive messaging that anything is possible is so great. And we need to hear that more often. The kickoff had over 500 Loveland residents wow. attend. It was so fun. What a blast. Passed out popcorn and cookies. The kids got to play games. Families registered and got their first prizes. It really was such a success. I did my research. We currently have 960 children enrolled in our summer learning program. Wow. We also have almost 300 teens and almost 350 adults. That's like 1,600 Loveland residents reading, learning, and engaging in their community. Woohoo! <laughs> wow, you came ready to go with those numbers. That is, yeah, that is very impressive. That is very cool. And I love telling people, like, so they're registering their kids. I'm like, hey, grown-ups, there's one for you, too. <laughs> That's true. As someone, myself, who's involved with adult services and things for adults, yes, you too can, and I'm pointing very authoritatively with my finger right now, you too can read for prizes. So sign up, come up with a goal, and read for that. This summer learning program is thought of mostly for kids and teens, and it is, but yes, adults is for you too. You can get some prizes. Have there been any programs or anything so far that you all have really enjoyed or that were received really well that thought were exciting or just fun or different? Or Kelly, a lot of this is new for you, but <laughs> anything surprising or, or anything you're like, wow, this is really cool. One that I'll talk about is like little The Hobbies in Half an Hour, and that's put on by Cindy. And they've been really well attended so far. She had like dogs come in and do a little dog training lesson. She had a full group for her ukulele lesson. So it's really fun just to see like the families returning. I'm, I'm just now starting to see the, the kids and the families who come all the time and I'm starting to make those connections with them. So that's nice. Yeah. And that, that's a lot of variety too. Everything yeah. from learning ukuleles to dog training <laughs> really is summer learning. 
Andrea, was there anything that you've experienced too? It's more music, but the drum circle was super well attended. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that that one was all across families because we had adults with drums, babies with egg shakers. (laughs) Yeah, it was really cute. And was that, was that, that was outside, correct? That was out like on the library lawn? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. That's, that's, what's fun too about having summer learning is it's like, okay, now outside is our playground again. We're coming out of the, <laughs> the more dreary, colder weather and we get to do all these fun things outside. And um, the Loveland Library has such a beautiful space outside just around that whole lagoon. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. The foot lagoon and all the sculptures and lots of places to walk and people already having fun at the Chilson Center. It really is a great spot. Andrea, here's a question for you. I think I know the answer, but I want to double check. Can families still get involved? And is there anything that they should know before they jump in? So yes, of course you can still get involved. The summer learning program uh, goes on until July 30th. So if you register now, which you can do on our website, lovelandpubliclibrary.org, and there's a banner across the um, on the homepage that says Mountains of Possibilities, just click on that, and then you can register from there. And then, because the summer learning program started June 1st, you can actually record all the reading and the learning that you've already done and come in and get the prizes for that as well. Yes, you'll get credit for reading. You've, it doesn't have to start right when you sign up. Right. Same for adults. You get credit for those things. And I'm glad you mentioned that banner. I want to give a shout out to Carla in our library technology department. She designed these just incredibly adorable <laughs> little animals for the Mountains of Possibilities. All of the marketing material is is very cute and it was created in-house. Carla did an awesome job. And there's also t-shirts that we have. And as soon as you walk in, you'll see posters that those, those t-shirts are on sale. If you visit the little bookshop as you walk into the library, you too can have a t-shirt and you'll probably see a lot of library staff wearing them. And don't get jealous, just get a t-shirt. Yeah, so since since families, since individuals, people can still sign up, still get involved. I would love to talk about what is going on in July. As I mentioned, I think a couple times we're about at the halfway point or we will be when this episode comes out. So, summer learning will continue through July. It starts in June, so it's June and July, and so we're about halfway there. So, Kelly, are there things going on in July in this second half of the summer learning program that you you want folks to know about? Yes, hold on tight because there is so many fun things. Every Monday night from 4 to 5.30, you can join us for family game night in the treehouse. And every Tuesday uh, after story time, we have hobbies in half an hour for third and fifth graders to learn new hobbies. Like I said, the dog training, the ukuleles. Coming up, it's gardening and paper crafts. On July 7th, join us for Bug Out, and I'll leave that one for Andrea to talk about. On July 14th, we have our Science Matters Workshop, where kids can explore nature and animals through different STEM modalities in different stations. Also on July 14th, our Spanish Services Librarian Claudette will have Loteria in El Parque. And on July 28th, join us for Story Creations with Border Collies. The good boy Joey and good girl Kira will be showing off all their tricks out on the lawn. And then lastly, we'll celebrate everyone's hard work and their great efforts through our summer learning program finale. And that will be 3 to 5 p.m. where we'll hold our raffle prize winners and dance the evening away with DJ Suit and Tie. (laughs) Nothing beats dancing the evening away, as far as I'm concerned. Andrea, did you want to tell us more about Bug Out? Bug Out, Bug yeah, Out, exactly. all right. So, um, I love 
doing programs with bugs for kids because the look on their faces when they actually see live bugs that they can touch and you know experience is amazing. So we will have live bugs there. We will have ladybugs and we will have red wigglers, which are composting worms. And they're super cute because they're tiny and not like the kind of horrendous, scary night crawlers. So these tiny, cute worms and some ladybugs. And we're also going to do some crafts, like a walking stick craft and an ants in your pants craft so it'll be super fun for kids ages you know two to ten ish but also i don't card at the door so come one come all <laughs> and our story times can't stop won't stop they just keep going all summer long so we've got this is going to be a lot so you can get this information on our website as well but so tuesdays we have preschool story time at 10 babies and toddlers at 11 wednesdays that's flip-flopped it's babies and toddlers at 10 and preschoolers at 11 and Thursdays, we have an all-ages family story time at 10 and our bilingual English-Spanish story time at 11. Thank you for that. And Kelly, thank you for the breakdown of what's going on. I'll put the link to the library's calendar and I'll see if I can set it to the just so the kids mm-hmm. events. But for folks who may not know this, if you go to our lovelib.org slash events, and I'll have that link in the show notes, there are little toggles there where you can, a little drop down menu, you can switch it to teens, adults, children, technology. So you can see, you can filter out all of the other, what's going on in the other divisions. So if you're just interested in uh, what's going on for families and kids, you can switch it to children's. I'll see if I can link it that way. But if not, you can go ahead and do that yourself. Are any of these programs, the, the folks need to register for some of them or are they all, can, you can just come on by and get participating? Yeah, come on by get started. All right. Thank you again for that. And beyond summer learning or things that that go on in the children's department that are ongoing or also happening, but maybe not necessarily part of the summer learning slate, do you all have anything that you'd also like to share with folks that's happening down the road or that's ongoing right now in children's? There are a few more like July and early fall events that the library will be attending out in the community. The first one, I believe, is the Kids on the Plaza, July 13th, and that will be with me and Beth, and we'll be making, we'll be reading books together about flowers and pollinators, making pressed flower bookmarks, and giving away some pollinator wildflower-friendly seeds to plant in your own gardens. On July 17th, you can join us for Kids Day at the Farmer's Market. And on July 22nd, we will be at the Foundry for the Ice Cream Festival. Wow. Yes. Maybe I'll be there. (laughs) That's the one I want to go to, too. Yeah. Um, A few more back-to-school fairs. Uh, One is hosted by uh, the House of Neighborly Services on August 4th, uh, and they'll be giving away school supplies to families and children. And on August 20th, Homeward Alliance is hosting a family resource fair at the Life Spring Church from 9 to 11 for families experiencing homelessness and financial concerns. And don't forget about Coachella also on August 20th. (laughs) <laughs> Coachella is one of the greatest names for an event that I think I've ever heard. And I'm working on that one and I'm excited because I want, to, again, I like the dancing. So we'll be. <laughs> Thank you for that breakdown, Kelly. Is there anything that you wanted to add to that, Andrea? 
Yeah, for sure. Just coming up in the fall, I'm super excited because um, we always have monthly events for children. I'm adding some monthly events for little ones, so ages zero to five, you know, focused on early childhood learning. So we're going to have coming up um, a whole bubbles event where we learn how to make square bubbles and we paint with bubble wrap. Um, that one was going to be loud because we're just going to stomp on bubble wrap. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then I've got some snakes and lizards friends coming in in October. We'll have a stuffed animal sleepover over in November and we'll play with some ice ice baby for in December. All right, even we have the everything from the ice cream festival to ice ice baby. We've got all the bases covered. <laughs> Thank you for that, Andrea. Thank you both for all of that information and before we go, I always like to ask the guests if they have any recommendations for books or TV or movies or podcasts, things that you like to read, your favorite authors, or just something you've read lately that you've really enjoyed and want to share with folks. And since you're both children's librarians, if you had anything that you would recommend, also a cool kids book, something that you've read to kids or that you've seen that you'd like to share so people can check out. I would like to hear either or both of those. And let's go ahead and start with you, Kelly. You have anything, any books, TV, movies, podcasts, anything you'd like to recommend and a kids book recommendation? Sure. I just finished The Last Wild Horses uh, by Norwegian author Maya Lunda. And I loved it because it crosses different genres. It's historical fiction meets post-apocalyptic multi-generational story about saving the last breed of wild horses. She also wrote one called The History of Bees that I'm just starting to read and so far so good, but it's sort of the same historical fiction meets post-apocalyptic or post-pollinator ecological crisis. And so that sort of brings me to my summer theme of spreading the word about the pollinators. <laughs> um, and my children's book recommendation is called The Flowers Are Calling, written by Rita Gray. And it's a sweet little rhyming story with beautifully illustrated pictures by Kennard Pack about the cooperation between plants and animals and insects. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those sound great. Thank you for those recommendations. And Andrea, how about you? Sure. So I'm it's, you know, kind of odd. I'm like, I love working with very young children. And then I like to read horror. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so, so I'm reading like Stephen King's Duma Key right now because it's one I haven't read before. Um, and I actually just read a really fun book. So it's like not profound. It's not going to change your life in any way. But, I, but Into the Drowning Deep is about mermaids that attack what? ships. Wow. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> this is um, a nonfiction, I, right? I wish it was for sure. Yes. Um, yeah, it's like scientists who are exploring a ship that went down a few years ago and nobody knows why, but they caught video and it seems like something that looks like it could be a mermaid climbed onto the ship. And so a new group of scientists go out to study it. It's a total popcorn read and I loved it so Yeah, much. that sounds like a cool <laughs> twist on mermaids. <laughs> yeah, it was so good. Uh, Mira Grant is the author of that one. All right. And then for children's recommendations, um, I love cats. And so I've got some silly ones about cats. Uh, dinosaurs on Kitty Island is amazing. And um, where the dinosaurs want to visit Cat Island, but really like the cats are going to, you know, like, they're going to you know, vomit on you and there's hairballs everywhere. Why would you <laughs> but it's really cute. And then there's a new one called Dog Says, Cat Says. And so it's always like the dog is like, I love it when you pet me because you don't pet me rough. And then the cat's like, 
you can go ahead. But okay, that's enough. Like, it's so great. <laughs> the difference between cats and dogs. So those would be my recommendations. All right. Thank you for that as well. Andrea, Kelly, thank you so much for joining this episode of the Loveland Libcast. It was very fun to hear about all the cool things going on in children's for the summer learning program to let folks know that they can certainly still get involved. Kids can read for prizes. Kids have lots of fun events and learning that they can get involved with you all. So thank you both for coming by and helping spread the word about all those fun things. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. Thank you. You're very welcome. I'd also like to thank you all at home for listening to this episode of the Loveland Libcast, and I will talk to you all later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Loveland Libcast. If you'd like to contact us about the podcast, please reach out to Daniel at daniel.tate at cityofloveland.org. That's D-A-N-I-E-L dot T-A-T-E at cityofloveland.org. See you next time.